0: Lord, we've not come here to be entertained tonight. We've come here to engage with you. If you only wait until you feel led to pray in the Spirit, you never will. And in the times where you feel like you don't want to pray in the Spirit, that is when you need to do it. I feel this burden in my heart. I felt it all day. Specifically, oddly enough, over this issue of praying and singing in the Spirit. Well, I only do it when I feel led. Paul said, I thank God that I pray in tongues more than all of you. And he wasn't boasting. He was saying, this is the secret to my fellowship with the Lord. I pray in the Spirit. God, I'm asking that you would release, God, a fresh wave of tongues in Jesus' name. This may not be what you're expecting tonight, but it's what God wants to do. Father, would you release a wave of your glory in this room, Lord, that causes people to be stirred up to pray and to sing in the Spirit. Lord, we came to fellowship with you tonight. Go ahead, honey, let's sing in the Spirit. And if you don't, if you can't do that, if you don't know how, just lift your voice to the Lord. See, i
1: Mama riama na,
0: Sir ramamae riama na, kiria riama na na na, yo ramama maia, si riama mae riama na 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 na, ko ramamaie, si ramamae riama na 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 See, come on, come on, come on We're just going to keep laboring, man I feel this in my spirit Hosea 10 Break up your fallow ground Break up your fallow ground. God's not going to break it up for you. You've got to break it up tonight. Let Him come and break it up. Break it up. Break it up. Break, up. break up your fallow ground until righteousness comes to rain upon the soil of your heart. I can see this, man. I feel like the Lord is trying to get in. Let me 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 in.
2: And Lord, we repent, God, for loving lesser things, Jesus, for everything that we've been beholding, God, everything, God, that we've been doing that is of lesser value, Jesus. We repent and we sign up, God, for devotion to you. Jesus you're captivating Lord I repent I repent Lord for being distracted I personally repent Lord for letting the things that need to get done get in the way forgive me Lord
1: Jesus in the
2: room, coming to bind up the brokenhearted. I see deep, deep tears coming. I I feel like the Lord is saying for some of you guys to ask for fresh tears, to baptize you in your own tears tonight, to be able to weep in intercession, to be able to break up your fallow ground.
3: the Lord to show me what's the wood, hay, and stubble in my life, and I feel like this moment is an invitation to ask him to shine the light as you sing the song, keep singing, don't stop, to shine the light on what is the wood, hay, and stubble. You see, it says the wood, hay, and stubble is what's burnt up. So I asked the Lord two questions. Show me what's the wood, hay, and stubble in my life. And then unveil to me heavenly rewards. And one of the most offensive things (laughs) and the most amazing things anyone's ever said to me, they looked at me, someone I honor and love in my life that speaks into my life and said, Tammy, you don't know God. I was was so offended. And then he said, behold, he is God, yet we do not know him. And so that work cut and it pierced. This was several years ago, but it led me to the point where I'm like, God, would you please burn everything up? Not just everything up that I've done or the good things, the bad things, but everything that gets in the way of my vision to see you and know you rightly. And So when we we go up into worship, that's what we're doing. We're going up together. We're coming through the open door of heaven. And let me say this to you. The door is in the floor. (laughs) The open door is in the floor. It's a posture, a lifestyle of humility that takes us into the Revelation 4 open door. And so when we go low and we say, God, show me what's the wood, hay, and stubble in my life that takes us through an open door in the floor that takes us into the beauty realm of who he is. And we begin to find out what it really is to live a lifestyle in the presence of the living God. Ever coming to know him, yet never being bored with him. So, Father, I'm asking you as we worship God that you would take us up. That you would take us low through the open door in the floor. That you would show us what is the wood, hay, and stubble, God. What are you burning away? What are you removing, God, so that we can step into the beauty realm, the glory realm of abiding in you and beholding you. Lord, it's not just a word of judgment. It's an invitation into the bridal chamber of your heart. So when we say, take it all away, I'm saying, take it all and give me Jesus. Take it all away. For some of you, there's been moments of strain and pain, and you've tried to hold on to those places of pain. And the Lord is saying, no, you don't understand. The suffering is to grow glory in you. Let go of the suffering so the glory can come and shine in. Come, Jesus. Come, Jesus. Come on right now. I just want you to agree with me for him to come and walk in this room. Come and walk in this room take us up, take us down take us wherever you want to take us because you are who we want to see you are who we want to know and tonight we don't just want to know you but we say would you come and know us would you come and search us and know us Lord so that we can know you For your glory King of glory have your glory
4: King of glory have your glory 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 The glory, we give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise tonight. We give you all the praise. by the blood of the lamb we come in by the blood of the lamb we're coming into the holy of holies we're coming in by the blood of the lamb ho oh. brought us in by the blood of the Lamb You brought us in to the Holy of Holies <laughs> All the way You brought us in by the blood of the Lamb King of glory, have the glory King of glory, have the glory King of glory, have the glory King of glory, have the glory. 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 All glory and honor and power and praise are yours. They are yours forever. All glory and honor, power and praise are yours, yours, yours. All glory and honor and power and praise are yours, yours, yours. All glory and honor and power and praise are yours, yours, yours all glory and honor, power and praise are yours, yours, yours. Of glory and honor, power and praise are yours. Of glory and honor and power and praise are yours. Of glory and honor, power and praise are yours. King of glory have you glory. 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 King of glory, have you glory. And praise are yours, yours, yours. a glory and honor and power and praise are yours, yours, yours. All glory and honor and power and praise are yours. All glory and honor. And into the holy of holies, coming in by the blood of the Lamb,
5: and my heart burns.
4: Ha! And I feel like the Lord just wants to sing that over you tonight. Some of you are running around not feeling like He loves you or you're unworthy. Listen, He's not impressed with the burning of our hearts. It's the burning of His heart in us. (laughs) It's His fire that never runs out. And He never stops burning in His love. For He is a consuming fire. Whoa! We come... To a consuming fire. Consume us tonight. Consume us tonight. In my heart burns for free. Just receive that tonight. In my heart. Burns, burns for you. I burn for you, and my heart burns. It burns for you, and my heart. heart, my heart poured out through Jesus, it burns for you, and my heart burns for you. Yeah, come on, let's just receive that tonight, the burning heart of God for His children. Whoa. We receive everything you have for us tonight Everything in Christ for us tonight We receive everything you have Like a flood, I don't care what it looks like, I'm so in love, so coming like a fire, coming like a flood, I don't care what it looks like, I'm so in love, so coming like a fire, coming like a flood. I don't care what it looks like, I'm so in love, so in love, coming like a fire, coming like a flood, I don't care what it looks like, I'm so in love. I'm so in love, I'm so in love, I'm so in love with you, with you, I'm so in love, I'm so in love, I'm so in love with you, coming like a fire.
3: Coming like a
4: flood I don't care what it looks like I'm so in love So coming like a fire Coming like a flood I don't care what it looks like I'm so in love Take it all away Take it all away Take it all the way to all that's left is you Take it all the way Take it all the way Take it all the way to all that's left is you Jesus all that's left is left is you, take in our hearts tonight, way. in take our hearts tonight, way.
1: take it all, all the way to all that's left is you.
4: You can have it all, you can have it all.
0: another minute but before as we do that something that the Lord has been saying to our community all summer and it happened in a prayer meeting where the Lord just came and it was over this language and I'm not correcting the way we're singing but I want to introduce what I feel like is a thought from the Lord that's a biblical pattern and it's this is that God is not going to come and take what He's asking you to give.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: He's not going to force His way in and take it. He's asking us to give it. Jesus said, no man takes my life. I lay it down. I give it away. I lay it down freely. And I really do feel like in my heart there is there is such a joy-filled invitation from the Lord to us to come into a place of giving to him things that we're asking him to take it from me Lord take this from me take this situation take this thing do that and the Lord is saying yes I'm gonna help you I'll be with you but I cannot do your part and you can't do mine it's a kingdom principle that's never gonna go away we cannot do God's part because I'm not God and God's not gonna do my part because I'm not a robot I'm made in His image and He wants relationship with me. And I, and I feel that, does anybody else feel this in their heart? If he, even one other person, it's okay. But I feel like there's this invitation on the table where the Lord is saying, hey, that disappointment, I can take it from you, but I want you to give it to me. Come on. There's people in this room where your disappointment has turned into disillusionment. And if you're not careful, that disillusionment will become the complete unraveling of your faith. The enemy wants to drown you. In disappointment, He wants to lead you into that place of oppression so that he can lie to you about the character and nature of God. He wants you to believe that God is not good, that God is not faithful, that God is not kind, that God is not merciful, that God is a liar who won't do what he says. No, God is not a man that he would lie. Some of us, everybody's been lied to by a man, right? I have. Come on. I'm telling you, man, there's buried church hurt in here. I feel it in my heart. Ministry wounds. I've got them too. Thankfully, the Lord's healed them and is healing them. Men may let me down, man, but God will never fail me. David said, though, my heart and my flesh fail. Right? God is the strength of my life. 2017, 2016 into 2017, I was working in Chattanooga, Tennessee, managing a pizza place. There was nothing glorious about it at all. And in fact, my heart was drowning in so many ways, dealing with disappointment in my life. And I'm driving down the road on my way to work one day, just tired, tired, and my body tired in my mind, tired in my heart. And I heard the Lord say so clearly to me, how much longer will you let disappointment derail your destiny? And it wasn't destiny in ministry. It was my destiny to know God, to be in Him and of Him. And I feel that same way tonight. I feel like the Lord wants to deal with Disappointment. Disappointment about how this turned out. Disappointment about how this didn't go. Why I am where I am. I ended up this way doing that thing. And I feel like even the Lord just reminding us tonight that His mercy is new every morning. His mercy is new every day. His kindness, it never fails. He's faithful to a thousand generations. Father, I pray, Lord, tonight, God, as we just continue on in this evening. Lord, that wave after wave of your wave, of your love would come. Lord, to God, I feel like the Lord even saying, I'm coming to reinstate and reaffirm my people in this season. Lord, that you would draw us into a deeper place in your heart. God, that you would affirm us in your love. Lord, that you would minister, God, to every insecure place in us. Lord, that still wants to squirm and to move. See this picture, even of the father sitting and inviting us to come and sit on his lap. That might sound weird to some, but I feel like God is here as a father and he's saying, if you will come and sit with me, And give me that thing that's troubling you. Give me that thing that's bothering you. Give me that thing that you don't understand. I feel like the Lord is literally going to reshape some perspectives in here tonight. Even that the Lord would say, I'm not going to take that thing from you. And I'm not going to remove it from you until you see it the way I see it. Father, I pray that you would release perspective, God, tonight. That you would help us to see you as you are, to see what you see.
2: of the law resting in our hearts sometimes. Even right now in the room, like we're wrestling with receiving the love of Christ. Like I feel the heaviness of the law. And I struggle with it too, especially in parenting and I just feel like being really honest. Sometimes the law is on me before I know it. I'll, I'll be correcting my kids and the Lord's like, that's the law. That's the law. And I feel like some of us aren't even battling sin. We're battling For his affection and his attention, feeling uncomfortable in the love because you didn't earn it. You don't feel clean enough. Listen, we have the imputed righteousness of Christ, He is our imputed righteousness. So whatever it is you're battling, I just want you to put it on the altar right now. I just see some of you just like wrestling with it. Put it on the altar and say, Lord, I repent. And I receive your forgiveness. And I receive your love.
3: we wrestle with this repentance. We wrestle with this. I just want to be rid, rid of whatever's hindering. We wrestle because we don't understand that it's a trade. Your pain, your suffering is traded for glory. Your trauma is traded for celebration and joy. We're singing about dancing with the bridegroom we're trading our sin for wholeness to see him in his beauty and perfection so we can see ourselves the way he sees us and as we've just been here in this vein like I just sat here on the floor and I was like Lord I don't want to say anything else I don't want to hijack this right now I'm going to share like two seconds of something in 2021 my daughter almost died she spent almost basically died three times people all over the world were interceding we spent ten days in ICU watched her, watched her die in front of me God healed her she had kidney failure, liver failure heart failure she was in septic shock. Doctor literally walked out of the room, and there's nothing else we can do. Literally walked out of the room, and God healed her. I'm not going to go into the whole story. When we came home from the hospital, I expected celebration, and there was celebration. But to a lot of people, it was common. It was treated as common. And I laid on the altar, and I wept, and I groaned, and I cried out. It was a big conference right after we got out. Of, I got out of the hospital with her, and the Lord says to me, "Don't you let anyone treat what is holy as common, and don't you dare let anybody talk you into making a formula out of this." Well, one-year anniversary actually two years is coming around next week. I was laying here thinking about this. This time two years ago everything in her body was shutting down. one year anniversary rolls around and I'm like why Why don't I feel celebration Lord what is wrong with me God you gave me my daughter back what's wrong with me what's wrong with me like why is this mourning set on me and I talked to her and she was in joy and I talked to my husband and he was in joy but I didn't have joy I was like what is wrong with me and I got on my knees and I was crying out to the Lord and he says to me this is, took me completely out in the left field He says, forgive the fakers. And I'm like, what? And I said it just out of obedience. Lord, I forgive the fakers. And a groan hit me and I turned into a ball in the floor and groaned and groaned and cried and wept and mourning and trauma left me. And then he said to me, Trauma is the antithesis to celebration. And if you don't forgive those who have faked it, you will become one of them. You see, he was, I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but he was offering me a trade.
6: But it was attached to
3: a wound You have to trade the wound to get the joy, the glory, the celebration. It doesn't matter. If I told you the whole story, you would probably be a little fighting mad. It doesn't matter what they've done because if you don't forgive, you will become the very thing you hate. The very thing that has pained you and traumatized you. It's a trade. You trade trauma for joy. It's not a condemnation, it's an invitation. There's more. more so I'm just going to pray and you do with that what you want to and I'll say this in that season I add, I laid everything down everything nobody took it from me I laid it down He gave me back more than I could ever dream of. So, Father, help us to see the gift of the invitation of the trading floors of heaven, of trading, trading, trading the pain, trading the trauma, trading... Where Even where we we felt unworthy or we felt like we've not done well enough. Trading our own abilities, our own gifts for everything that you have. So when we sing and when we pray and when we worship, it's not just words that come out of our mouths. It's not just another meeting that we go to. But we're literally, like I said, going low so we can come through. The open door in heaven and see like you see and see and hear and encounter and experience what we've never been able to before. Wash. I just see the Lord washing. He's washing. I believe this is honestly for like one person in the room. Like there's other people, but there is one person in the room right now. You needed to hear that. One person, you needed to hear it. Trauma has no place in you anymore. You have to release the trauma. And I rebuke that spirit of trauma right now in the name of Jesus. And I plead the blood of the Lamb. And I declare over you, no more will trauma block joy. No more will trauma blind your eyes to to being able to see the glory of the Lord in the land of the living, in this life, in this life.
0: Feel like we're supposed to move to what the Lord wants to do through the word that's going to come. When Tammy was sharing, I I don't know who sings this song, but there's this old prophetic song. Somebody might know it, and it kind of goes like, "If I can have you today, I won't wait till tomorrow," and I feel like. Whoever that person is, if what Tammy was sharing, if that resonates with any part of your testimony, your heart. That's I feel like the Lord just saying you don't have to wait until tomorrow to get that from him. He'll give it to you today. He's not forgive the fakers, man. Let them go and don't forgive them begrudgingly. Really forgive them and love them and bless them, man. Like love your enemies. Pray for those who curse you, for those who have done wrong to you. And the good news of the gospel is that if you're going to live for Jesus, you're going to have to deal with fakers. You're going to have to deal with pain. You're going to have to deal with hurt. You're going to have to deal with the reality that people are going to trespass against you and that you have trespassed against other people. I don't know. I feel like the other side of that even might be that you need to forgive yourself for being a faker. (laughs) It's okay, man. It's okay. Repentance is not heavy. It's a gift to get out of your heaviness. It's an invitation into the cross. Lord, forgive me for being a faker. It's really easy to forgive fakers when you recognize that you have been one. Come on, man, right? As soon as you go calling everyone else a Pharisee, the Lord will make it really clear what pharisaical things you still got going on. Make sure that when you go running after somebody who's done something to you that you don't end up in the same ditch. How you doing tonight? You okay? (laughs) Come on, man. God is good. Well, thank you for coming. For everybody that is here, I know that there will be others that will come over the next few nights. I'm sure even for a small crowd, we'll have a revolving door of people. And then some of you will be here with us every session. i just do a couple quick housekeeping things. And then I want to bring my brother Matt up here and let him share what the Lord's put in his heart. Um, We are meeting tomorrow night at 7. And then Saturday we will meet three times. 9 a.m., 2 p.m., 7 p.m. I believe that every meeting is going to be different. I believe that. The Lord wants to make deposits into our hearts. Amen. Anybody come to receive something from the Lord this weekend? I know that I did. I want to get everything that He's got, and I want to be a faithful steward of what He's entrusted us with. I know for me, and every time I ever go to a meeting um, somewhere else where I'm not attending or I'm not part of that fellowship, I, uh, I always feel like the Lord is sending me to go get something so I can smuggle it back to the place where I'm from. Come on, man. Anybody any fellow wine smugglers in here? I'm a wine smuggler, man. I'm coming to get some of that and take it back to give it to my friends. Um, so we've got those different meetings throughout the weekend. I'm just excited about what the Lord is doing. Um, I'm not. The guy who's going to sit here and and do the 15-minute offering transition and offer up all the same old scriptures and try to get you to give what your heart doesn't want to give, I'm just simply going to say this. You know, conferences aren't cheap. It costs money. Jen and I don't take a dime from anything that we do here, and everything that we collect during the conference is going to go to pay for the cost of it and hopefully to take care of these guys who have come. And I know they wouldn't want me to tell you, but I'm going to tell you anyway that Tammy, Matt, Michael, these guys, they came they came on their own dime. They didn't ask anything for coming. They paid their own way here. Um, and I am just believe that the Lord is going to honor them. And they're not here to get paid. They're not here because they want money. They wouldn't be here if that was the case. But I still want to bless them and honor them and honor who they are in the Lord and what they carry, and the deposit that they're going to leave in this region and the things that are going to be laid in the foundation of what God is doing here in this season. So you have one of these little cards in front of you right here. There's different ways to give on here. Cash is great. Checks are good. Venmo and Cash App is there. If not tonight or sometime throughout the weekend, just ask the Lord. I'm, I'm not going to do this compulsive thing and say, hey, you know, whatever. I'm just saying, hey, ask the Lord this weekend and do yourself and the Lord a favor by actually asking him and not avoiding the, you know, the, how many, how many of us know that the, the number one reason why we don't ask God certain questions is because we're actually afraid of what he's going to say. Yeah. If I don't ask, then we never had the conversation and. But I'll just go ahead and tell you, it doesn't mean you're still not responsible for it. We think we are. but All right. All that's out of the way. There's water right here on the side. If you get thirsty, it's free, just like the gospel. It's right there. It's good water. It's cold. It's awesome. Bathrooms are down the hallway on the right. Am I forgetting anything? I'm not great at announcements at all. Oh. There are t-shirts back there for sale and Michael Dow brought some of his books, which I won't talk about tonight. I'll talk about them later, but they're worth every penny and I'd love for him to not go home with any of them in his suitcase, even if I got to buy them all and give them away. (laughs) All right. Anybody got anything at all? Am I missing anything? No. All right. Well, let's pray. And then we'll bring Matt up, man. Lord, thank you so much for who you are, Father, and what you're doing. Lord, I thank you, God, for everything that you have said and done, God, throughout this evening. And Father, I pray, God, that even as Matt gets ready to come, Lord, that uh, Lord, that your grace and your anointing, Lord, would rest on him. God, that you would break yokes, that you would open our hearts, that you would cause us to behold you in a way, Lord, that provokes us to a greater place of devotion and intimacy with you. Lord, I I just thank you, Lord, for Matt Petrie and for his life. I thank you for the friendship, Lord, that I've been privileged to have with him over the last 10 years. And Lord, I, I thank you, Lord, for the friend that he's been Lord to me and to my family. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the friend that he is to so many others. Father, I pray that you would bless the faithfulness of this man, God, as he comes to share your word, in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, Matt, come on up here. I prayed, I'm not going to, you know, pray again, but I just wanted to say how much I love this guy so much, man. I've known Matt, uh, this December will be 10 years, Matt, Jen and I met Matt when Jen was six months pregnant with Jehu, and in fact... Um, we had decided to name Jehu Micah. And I felt like the Lord had said two days before we went to this gathering, the Lord started talking to me about Jehu. And I literally said to the Lord, even for me, Lord, that's a stretch. I'm not naming my kid Jehu. Everybody's going to think I'm, I'm crazy. Nobody, I don't even know anybody like that. And uh, I had never even, I would read about Jehu I had read the story, loved the story, and, uh, but never heard anybody minister a message on Jehu, and we went to the place in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and Matt Petrie is preaching on the spirit of Jehu, and the next thing I know, we're naming our kid Jehu, so there he is. But um, Matt, we love you, bro. You too, man. Thank you for coming. This has been a long time coming. And, man, we're just excited, bro, to receive what the Lord's given you, man. So come on with it.
6: Thank you, brother. Love awesome. I'm so thankful to be here. Very honored uh, to be here To at the beginning of this, uh, what the Lord's doing here this year. You know, when you're starting out, everything's a learning process. Everything. All of it's learning, learning, learning. And so uh, I'm thankful to be a part of the beginning here of uh, what the Lord's doing as as far as not not they've been in a house church obviously, um, but I'm thankful for announcing we're here. So very grateful for that. Well, I'm going to read Romans six thirteen. Romans six thirteen. I'm probably not going to speak on this verse, but I want to read it because I like it a lot, <laughs> and it's in the Bible, so it's all good. So Romans six thirteen. Do not present your members as instruments of of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead. This has been my verse for months. Every morning. God, I present myself to you this day as one being alive from the dead. (laughs) Do you know you have Christ inside of you? As a believer in Jesus, the resurrected Christ has chosen you to be his dwelling place forever. Oh, my goodness. Christ is alive in the believer. And it is a big shift in your thinking and in your faith. Most of us, when we pray, we look up to the heavens or the ceiling. We look up. And that's right. That's good and right to do that. Jesus did that in John 17. The Bible says he looked up and then he's prayed. So it's right to look up. But Jesus also engaged with the Father within And he said that the words that I have, I'm in the Father, the Father is in me, and the words that I get come from the Father within. And so I've been exploring this, going deeper in this reality that I am the temple of the living God. That the believer is a walking, breathing, moving temple of the living God. That you are the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Everlasting, uncreated being, God himself. Sheikah for Forever he's chosen that. That's just mind-blowing to me. That Christ has chosen to live in you. <laughs> so I'm going to read a little piece of a journal entry from a, a retreat that I took. Just some time alone with God. And I'm calling this Rename Your Shame. I'll just basically, I don't have to read it. I could read it, but anyway, for the sake of time. So there's this park bench that overlooks the Cooper River, Mepkin Abbey, Monk's Corner, South Carolina, and I go there and pray. It's a beautiful park bench. sits under massive oak trees with the Spanish moss hanging down. There's this beautiful park bench there. I have named that park bench The Bench of shame. The bench of shame. <laughs> kind of like uh, the Princess Bride, that dude that was the undertaker, the, the pit of despair. I don't know if y'all have seen that movie, but it's not an oldie, but goodie. But anyway, so uh, every time I think about that bench, i like that's that God, that's the bench of despair. Why do I call it the bench of despair? Well, a few years ago, I was at that bench, and the Lord made me the most amazing promise sitting at that bench. It was mind-blowing. I was like, "There's God, there's no way that's going to come to pass. Are, are you sure, Lord? And it filled me with such joy and strength. I mean, it was basically a kingdom promise of an inheritance. I'll put it that way. It was, a, it was really cool. So I was like, I'm going after this. I'm going after this promise. I'm going to partner with God. I'm going after it. Well, fast forward, I wasn't ready. I went after the promise. It didn't happen like I thought it was going to happen. And I I felt like a failure, felt like an absolute failure. It didn't happen like I thought it was going to happen. And so I named the bench, the bench of shame, right? So I've been dialoguing with the Lord on the inside here, right? And I start noticing there is a complaint department that has tried to set up shop inside the house of prayer within. There's a little complaint department that's trying to issue doubts, unbelief, speak all kinds of negative things while I've got the temple within wanting to release incense before the Lord, right? And so... I spent some time in silence before the Lord and just became really aware of negative speech coming out of my mouth. Unbelief. Things that were speaking contrary to the promise of God in my life. And so I shut that down. I evicted the complaint department out of the temple within. Are you all with me tonight? Okay, so I got rid of that thing. And I was like, okay, I recognize what this is. And I began to speak back in agreement with God, and I got all of that stuff out of me that was trying to compete for the affection of Jesus in my heart. And I said, Lord, I'm going to go rename that bench. I'm going to go rename my shame. (laughs) So I went on retreat. I avoided it for a day and a half. but I was like, I'm going up there, up there, I'm going to go up there. Underneath that moss up trees, I'm going to rename that bench. So I get up there, and uh, I'm walking around it, kicking Spanish moss around with my foot, shuffling that around, like, I can't think of a name here. What can we name this that would be fitting, that would be right, something that would really speak to where I'm at today in God, that I am no longer in shame, right, over a seeming failure, right? I couldn't get it. It's like, mm. Could it rhyme? Maybe I come with someone that could rhyme, sound real cool. Couldn't get anything. And I almost walked away. And I heard the, I just felt the Holy Spirit just nudging me. Just wait, just chill, just wait. So I sat on the bench and I was just like, okay, okay, let me just chill. And all of a sudden, from inside the temple within, came this word, Alacrity alacrity. It's a word I'm familiar with. It means cheerful readiness, cheerful readiness. And all of a sudden, all of that feeling of being unprepared for it, not ready for it, you blew it, failure, all of a sudden was replaced with cheerful readiness. (laughs) Did you know the joy of the Lord is your strength? The joy of the Lord is your strength. And the Lord on the inside of you has been anointed by the Father with the oil of gladness above all of his companions. He is the happiest, holiest human being in existence. And still to this day, there's nobody happier than Jesus. He has been anointed with the oil of And guess what? He lives inside of you. He lives inside of you. Come on. <laughs> so, uh... I had a good time there with the Lord. I was thankful. I'm celebrating. Now, I spent four years off the road. I didn't travel and preach. I used to travel a lot. Well, not compared to some, but I traveled some. And I came off the road just to lock in with God. I still love my family, still preach, still took my family to church, obviously. Still doing stuff online, preaching the gospel, what have you. But I took, a, I took time off from travel. In fact, this is the second place I've spoken publicly in four years. So coming back, a buddy of mine invited me to a conference. And it's my first time back. i have not listened to podcasts, except Mike Bickle's website. I was listening to that. But I wasn't listening to any any podcasts. I was literally felt like I was on the Mount of Transfiguration where the father said, this is my son, listen to him. And I need to shut down all of the noise... In my life, did you know that they use noise in psychological warfare? Yeah. And so I had to shut down all of the noise and get to a place where I hear His voice again, yeah. clearly, right? And so I'm in this place with God. It's so good, it's wonder. I'm having such a good time with God. My buddy invites me to a conference. And I'm like listening to brothers that in the Lord, brothers and sisters in the Lord, preach, leaders that I respect. Mad respect for these folks. Still to this day, mad respect. And they're all preaching on how much they suffer. And their message was so much on the suffering that believers have. And they had a scowl on their face, mean mugging the whole time, just like, this is horrible. You're going to have to go through so much stuff. And I'm going, I'm going, bro, bro. I (laughs) I text my wife in the middle of it going, My friends are not happy. They're not happy. These brothers are not happy. Where is the cheerful readiness to obey God and do what God says? Right? And I'm like, where's the joy, man? Because here's the deal, saints. We can preach suffering. We should. we got to preach the cross. But how did Jesus endure the cross for the joy that was said before him? So if I preach, take up your cross and follow Him, deny self. You should, right? We should do that. Follow Christ. Take up our cross, deny self, follow Him. But there is an end result. Right. It's resurrection life. Right. It's joy unspeakable, full of glory. Right. There. And I was like, my buddies are not happy. So I started seeing, man, we're preaching this call that has a great cost, and we're forgetting. To talk about resurrection life of Jesus. See, it's, it's crucifixion, death, burial. We take those three steps low. Crucify the flesh till it's dead. Let that gossipy tongue sit on the cross until it's... Nail it there until it's dead. Crucified, dead, buried, right? And then there is... Revival! You're revived, raised, and seated with Christ. I want to begin. I want to call people to the life of discipleship of going after God. Seeing the end result is joy unspeakable, full of glory. It's waking up every day, presenting myself to God as one alive from the dead. I know it's. I know it's. It's ten o'clock where I'm from. So y'all, stay with me here. So, okay, how many of you remember the movie, The Passion of the Christ? Can you believe that movie's almost 20 years old? I know, that makes me feel real old. That was 2004. Mel Gibson directed a movie, Passion of the Christ, for you guys who don't know. Jim Caviezel was in it, played Jesus. Here's the deal, Passion of the Christ. Impacted me deeply. Oh, my goodness. Powerful, powerful movie. The movie is two hours... Seven minutes. Two hours, seven minutes long, right? And the movie is focused entirely on Jesus being beaten. Jesus ripping out his beard. They're showing just the details of what he went through, the pain that he suffered for us on the cross. I mean the details of the whipping. They just, they stayed there with that. I was just like, oh my God. And they went through every single lash. And you're just like, oh my, it's... It was a deeply moving movie. I just, it wrecked me. And I'm forever thankful for it. But here's the deal. It was two hours, think of this, two hours and seven minutes of the pain that Jesus endured on the cross. One minute, 27 seconds at the end of resurrection. And all, basically all you see is his feet walking out of the and the, the, the stones rolled away. So there was a great emphasis on what Jesus suffered and not hardly any emphasis at all on the fact that God raised him from the dead, man, and he lives inside of you. Okay, that's all I got. I'm ready to go home now. <laughs> so so I'm, saying, I'm saying the fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, patience, self-control. And so I'm asking the Lord in my life to mark me with this cheerful readiness. To me, the apostolic church, the book of Acts, I see them as courageous. They're absolutely courageous. How did they become so courageous? They saw the resurrected Christ. They didn't have any courage at his crucifixion. They were running when they saw him crucified. But when they saw him alive, they had courage in the face of martyrdom. Oh, my God. What brought such such unity on the... uh, Was not just the focus on death and burial or taking up your cross. It was the joy unspeakable on the other side of this act of obedience. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. This will revolutionize the way you deal with temptation to sin. Because you'll be like, mm, I'm really tempted to do this sin. This is pleasurable for a season, right? But if you get a taste of the good word of God and the powers of the age to come on the other side of that small, simple act of obedience and how it moves his heart to move to you. you It won't be a thing for you to say no to it anymore. it would be like, what are you even talking about? That's not even a temptation to me anymore because I see the reward on the other side of this act of obedience. It is more of him, more of his pleasure, more of his goodness in my life. I'm feeling it. Cheerful readiness. So, you, you know, I, you, you talk about this stuff and people go, are you living with your head in the sand, bro? Have you seen the news? No, I don't watch the news, actually. <laughs> no, thank you. I read it a little bit and then I'm, I'm going back to the Bible. <laughs> so, I think that movie is a perfect picture where many in the body of Christ are, where we're emphasizing the suffering aspect, and not enough emphasis on the fact that there is life everlasting on the other side of this. I mean, the early church was willing to, w- willing to die for Jesus. They were, they were willing to die for Jesus. And, and not only die for Jesus, they were willing to die for one another. They were willing to die for one another. They were like, we're going to meet at this house, and we, we might all be done tonight, but it doesn't matter They had a love for one another in the same way that they had a love for the Lord. And I think that comes from realizing that He is alive. When we used to do prayer meetings, I used to to hit on this so strong. The early church lived with an anticipation that Jesus could walk into the room at any moment. And He actually did walk into some of their prayer meetings. You see the person of the resurrected Christ Alive and active all through the book of Acts. When he ascended to the right hand of the Father, it's not a time-out seat for him to stay there. He can move back and forth as much as he wants. As As a matter of fact, he's seated on that throne and he's also in you. And he's wanting out. John G. Lake said, do not imprison Christ within. Let him live through you. Let him manifest through you let him find vent through you what is the Christ within you wanting to do is the Christ in you what what is the Christ in you wanting to do Is the Christ in you wanting to see people baptized in the Holy Spirit? Is the Christ in you wanting to see the masses come into the kingdom of God? Is the Christ in you wanting to see His glory come? What is the Christ in you wanting to do? And are you going to imprison Him or are you going to let Him out? (laughs) I'm rusty. I I can tell. It's been four years. I'm rusty, but... Jesus endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. Now, what does it mean to take up your cross? I know some people say, well, that person has cancer. That's just their cross to bear. That's that's not Bible. That's not Bible. We take up the cross. What does it take up the cross mean? We take up the cross at the points of our life that are not like Jesus. The areas of our life that don't look like him, that's what goes on the cross. We put that on the cross. That dies. We don't give life to that and on the other side of that is resurrection life in the place that you just let go of so if it's if he's putting his hand on any area of your life saying it's, it's not him just trying to put more restraints on you he's saying i've got something so unbelievably liberating and joyful for you you're you're going to look back at this and be like why did i even care about that situation why did I even care about that seemingly pleasurable thing for a season oh hallelujah John G. Lake said this the triumph of the gospel is enough to make any man the wildest kind of enthusiastic optimist the triumph of the gospel in other words when it becomes real to you That Jesus died on the cross for you. That he rose from the grave. And that he is seated at the right hand of the Father. And that he's going to return from there. And he has chosen this day to make you the habitation of God. It'll make you the wildest, kindest, (laughs) enthusiastic optimist. It'll make you a person that believes God to do crazy things in spite of anything around you. No matter what it looks like. No matter what it feels like. You have something in you that says, I'm going to believe. I'm gonna trust. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'll give you this quote from uh, Francis uh, Finilon. He said, What folly to fear being too entirely God's. He said, What, what folly is foolish to be afraid of being too entirely God's, belonging to God. He said, It is to fear to be too happy. It is to fear to love God's will in all things. It is to fear to have too much courage in the crosses which are inevitable. Too much comfort in God's love. And too much detachment from the passions which make us miserable. (laughs) Don't you want detachment from the passions that make you miserable? Yeah. Comforting God's love, too much detachment from the passions which make us miserable. Hmm. Whew. Josiah, man, I was praying for you this week and I saw, I saw you holding hands with Jen like this. Your right hand holding her hand, and her hand's holding the boy's hand. And I saw you, you know, the uh, shield of faith, Ephesians 6, is not just a small little shield. It covers the whole Roman soldier's body, right? So I saw you with one of those shields. And they make them, like it covers the whole soldier's body. They cover them with the oil so that it'll quench arrows that are on fire coming at the, the soldiers. And I saw you with that shield. And you did this effortlessly. You did this with your shield. You raise it up. And the entire shield was covered in fiery darts. Every inch of the shield was covered with fiery darts, right? But you did this like, like, you know, somebody would exercise with a dumbbell. And they, you know, do this overarm, rig, whatever this exercise motion is here. I don't know, tricep, something. Okay. So, but you did it like this, bro, just effortless. And your face was just, it was effortless. It was the easy Yoke, light, burden. It was the light, burden, easy yoke of Jesus, bro. And you did this. You did it three times. Every time. So I I didn't see three attacks. I saw three victories. I saw three victories. Brother, this thing, it it is going to be my burden is light. My yoke is easy. This is the light, burden, easy yoke of Jesus for you, man. And and the shield of faith, he's going to clean it off for you, and I just see you doing this effortless thing. I mean, dude, it looks so It was so effortless. If you could imagine, say a person usually uses a 50-pound dumbbell to do this, imagine you give that person, after they do this for a year with a 50, imagine giving them a 10, a 10-pounder, and see how they do this. It was that effortless. So, Lord, we just speak that. And the name of Jesus, the yoke of Jesus, His burden is easy, His yoke is light. The easy yoke, the light yoke of Jesus, of being yoked to Him. It means taking on His lifestyle, taking on His manner of life, His manner of living, filled with joy to do the Father's will, to do the Father's will. Oh, I see joy coming. I see joy out of your innermost being flowing like a river. It's going to change people's. I see it healing people of addictions. I see it even healing people of sexual trauma. I see it changing people's mindsets. The joy of the Lord is going to set the captives free. I'm telling you, Christ within you. Christ within you, people in this room, Christ within you wants to see the captives free. He wants to see the recovery of sight of the blind. He wants to bring liberty to the captives. He wants to walk on water again. He wants to release miracles. God, we thank you for miracles over these next three days, Lord. I believe for strange and unusual miracles of the Holy Ghost. Lord, many in this room need miracles. Lord, there's nothing too hard for you. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. I speak to the Christ within you. Greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. Christ in you is the hope of glory. This is not too hard for him. This is not too hard for him. This is not too hard for him. Church plants aren't hard for him. A million dollars is not hard for him. Breakthrough is not hard for him. Changing a city is not hard for him. Are you kidding me? In the book of Acts, I can show you one healing that changed two cities. Two cities came to Jesus because of one healing. Listen, I think if we get a taste of one, if you get a taste, one taste of the powers of the age to come, you're done. You're It's over. You start saying, no, 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 no. Christ is on the inside of me. And he wants to vent through me. He wants to take that person out of their mess and bring them into the kingdom of God. Holy God, holy God, holy God, holy God, holy God. I'm telling you right now, if I was in the mountains of Colorado, I'd tell you, I'm not, I'm not doing a church plant, I'm planting temples. I'm i planting temples. One of them is gonna be one of them is gonna be an RN who works at the hospital, who takes care of babies in the NICU unit. Oh, you say that's just a little nurse in there. No, that's a temple. That's a dwelling place of the living God. And she's in there, she talking about kind of speaking life over those babies. Come on. Come on, come on, yes. come on. There's temples being spread out all over Orange Beach. I see temples. I see houses of prayer. You are the house of prayer. You are the living, moving, breathing carrier of the Holy Ghost of God. Yes. It, 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 ooh. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to plant temples of the Holy Spirit. One of them... Uh, He pushes shopping carts over at Walmart. Come on, come on. Nobody knows his name. Nobody may never know his name. But the father sees his kindness. He sees him praying on that parking lot, praying over patrons coming in and patrons going out, speaking life over people. They don't even know that his smile changed their life. They came in contact with the temple of the living God. Oh, holy ghost. Holy ghost. Holy ghost. Holy ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. What does the Christ within you want to do? What does the Christ within you want to do? He doesn't want to be imprisoned within. He wants out. <laughs> You know one of the ways that you find out what you're called to do? What ticks you off? (laughs) Uh, It's a sense of justice. What what stirs you to say, that ain't right? And in the grace of God and in the love of God, I'm going to do it Jesus' way, but we're going to make this wrong right. That may be your assignment. And the Christ within you, It's here to solve it. If there's a problem, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. Man, I'm old. They don't even recognize that song. It's okay. (laughs) Passion of the Christ, 20 years ago. Yeah, of course, old guy. (laughs) Christ within me. No, no, no. It takes renewing your mind in this. No, because we look up, we pray up. He's on the throne. That's Revelation 4. Dude, I love that kind of prayer. Oh, Eyes of fire, lightning proceeding from his throne. Before him is a sapphire sea of glass mingled with fire. There are lightnings, thunders, the 24 creatures, there's six-winged creatures with four faces, and eyes with wings full of eyes within and without. Holy, 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 night and day, 24 elders throwing their crowns on that sea of glass. Ding 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 ding. They roll. They do this all forever. The song's on repeat. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And then to look at yourself, and like this the seraphim, they have all they have wings, you know, these six wings. Eyes in, eyes on the outside, and everywhere they look, they say holy. They look to him, they see holy. They look in, they see holy. Wait a second. You are the temple of the living God. Yes, you struggling, you overcoming sin, falling back into sin, overcoming sin, getting back in victory. You are the temple of the living God. Uh Uh-oh. And God's not worried about it. God's not worried about it. He knows if, they, if, they try to set up, if you try to set up a little Dagon up in the temple. In the Old Testament, there was a Philistine god named Dagon. They tried to put Dagon, the Old Testament Philistine god, next to the Ark of the Covenant. You know what happened? He fell down. They'd wake up the next day. Dagon was bowing to the Ark of the Covenant. So they stood Dagon back up again. He fell down again. This time his arms were missing. Did it again. Some more limbs were missing. What am I trying to say? If there's a Dagon or if there's an idol that tries to get set up within you, the temple of the living God, little by little, it's going to keep bowing down to the ark within. And little by little, it's going to lose more of its limbs. It's going to lose more of its influence over you. Keep engaging with God within. I don't care how many times. I don't care if it takes a year of breakthrough. Saints, I know some folks that are dealing with people coming out of the LGBT community. And right now, many of them, even the fasting, praying ones saying, it's taken us three years. They get total deliverance, but it's taken us three years to get their minds renewed. And we, if we don't have that kind of thinking that saying, wait a second, they've spent the last 16 years in this lifestyle. Yes, Jesus can instantly deliver them. And he does. Thank God for it. But we're going to have to get into some... Rhythms of thinking here about how God within us is working on a building. We are growing, becoming, Ephesians 2 says, we are becoming, growing into the habitation of God. And uh, since we were on it tonight, I'm going to tell you one of the, you you want to know how to thicken the cloud of the presence of God within you. One of the top ways is praying in the Holy Ghost. Because you are building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Another way is faith's confession of the word, speaking in agreement, Bible verses over yourself. Bob Jones used to say, I'm going to teach you how to box. He said, the left is the logos. You give the enemy the left. You keep him at bay with the left. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. So when you're tempted, you hit him with the left. Keep him at bay. Keep your enemy at bay with the left. That left jab. It is written. Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. The enemy says, you're worthless. No, you're worthless. No. The Bible says, it is written. I am beloved. Right? You hit hit him with that left. It's the left. Right? And then all of a sudden, here comes the right, which is the rhema, the knockout blow. The fresh utterance of God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I will walk out the purposes of God in my life. I will not die before I come. I will live and not die. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm just like in another world right now. <laughs> I, I feel jealousy over what the inheritance here is. I feel jealousy over it. And I don't feel a sense of having to try but I just do, I, I do feel jealousy over what the Lord wants to do here. And it is, it is special to the Lord. And it is special to me, obviously, because I have friendship here. Whew. You are the temple of the living God right now. If you're a believer in Jesus, he has chosen you as his dwelling place. I feel like I just want to keep saying that over myself. I mean, I've been saying it over my family. I'm like, you are the temple of the living God. And then then next I'll be saying, you know, what fellowship does light have with darkness? Of course. But right now, I just wanted to get deep in my daughter's heart. You're the temple of the living God. There is incense on the inside of you. There is a table. There's a table of the bread of his presence on the inside of you. You don't have to go far to get God. He's on the inside of you. Christ, the resurrected God. Unless the Bible's not true. I mean, I can give you six Bible verses right now that speak to this. Over and over again. It's all over the New Testament. It's the difference between being in the Old Testament and the New. And I want to tell all these guys that love the Old Testament, I'm like, brother, yeah, I love Old Testament too. But there's something different. The God who was among us chose us to be His dwelling place. You are the temple of the living God. Leonard Ravenhill said, I don't ask people if they're saved. Because everybody thinks they're saved. I ask them, do you have Christ living in you? He said they gave, they asked a, a Chinese scholar, said, I've read, the, I've read the Quran, I've read the Vedas, which is the Hindu sacred text. I've read all the sacred texts. I've not read the New Testament. They gave him a copy of the New Testament. Chinese scholar came back and they said, so what do you think about the New Testament? He said it was awesome. They said, well, it was awesome. The virgin birth that Jesus was born of a virgin or that he raised from the dead. He said, no, Ephesians 2, 22. Your God has chosen to live in you. I've read all the sacred texts. I've never heard of a religion whose a man believes in his God and his God chooses to make that man his habitation. This is awesome. I know it takes some time renewing our minds in this. And I got a teaching thing on me, so I can't help it. When I come to visit, I got to teach or something. <laughs> Christ within me, the hope of glory. So next time you're at the store, before you walk in and say, Jesus, what do you want to do? Is there anything in it? What would you like to do today? Jesus, how would you like to raise my kids? Boy, that's a question I have to ask all the time. Jesus, in me, how do you want me to parent this prophet of God in my house? And I've got one. Good Lord. (sighs) Jesus, I bet you know a thing or two about running a business. You are inside of me. Let's talk. And he starts leading you by the inward witness. And you start getting that nudge. No, don't do that. Do this. And you you start to make a decision here. And the peace lifts. You say, let me back up. Let me pause. Where did I lose the peace? The peace returns. And you say, oh, let me go this way. And you're just learning to become that living, breathing expression of Christ within. Oh. Don't you feel faith when that happens? Doesn't faith start to rise in you? Like he's raised the dead before and he lives in me. So, wait a second. Wait a second. And I know, we've I've, all, I've prayed for people to be healed many times and they didn't get healed. I prayed for them to be healed and Jesus did heal them. But I'm not going to get in this thing of, well, he didn't do it that one time. So, But it doesn't matter. It's not up to me. I'm just here to be an extension of him. I'm not going to. Trap him. I don't want him to feel stuck in the relationship. <laughs> I want him to say, I like this guy, little peewee Matt Petrie, but I really want to vent through him, right? So we're laying a, we're laying a foundation here, Josiah and Jen. Others that are part of this, laying the foundation is Christ Jesus, and he's inside of you. (laughs) Talk about permission to burn. The burning man, Jesus Christ lives on the inside of you with the eyes of fire and ancient of days, hair white like wool. and He lives inside of me. I mean, dude, right now, if he wanted to, he'd just take a walk through the Milky Way galaxy play with the planets, create some new ones if he wanted to, take some angels with him over there, pass, pass ball with the planets. Whatever he wanted to do. And he says, you're my home. You're my home. You are my habitation. Whew. Man, I'd love to have a beach house in Orange Beach, right on the beach. Jesus is like, you know what, I'm Jesus of Nazareth. I'm, Jesus. I'm from the town of Nazareth, I'm one of y'all, and I'm choosing you as my dwelling place forever. I'm done with it, just me and you. Man, oh. the Bible says that he that is joined to the Lord is one with him, is one spirit with him. And if you're joined to him, you are one with him, and I just... I'm 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 wanting to stir you up to begin to shift in your thinking of, yes, we pray here. Yes, up. Absolutely. But the dialogue with Him within is stirring something so strong in me. And I believe it's going to be obviously a key for what's coming in the earth. Not only for what the pressures that's coming and things like that, but the greater glory that's coming. See, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is this way. Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Inside of you are all these massive rivers in the Spirit right now. Right now, if you're a believer in Jesus, you don't earn it. It's there. I'm asking God to help me in my writing. I love writing. Lord, give me the pen of the ready writer, the tongue of learned, and write, write. Lord, I give you my hand. I give you, I, Write through me. I want to write. I want to have a word in season to them that are weary. You don't don't act like this if you think you got it and you can do it on your own. If you you think you can do it on your own, you don't don't have this kind of dependency on Christ within. You you just try to do things on your own. I don't have any special gifts. Somebody asked me if I was an apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. I told them, I, I don't know. I haven't given it much thought. (laughs) <laughs> There's other things to think about. <laughs> I, like, I like to think about where it says his voice sounds like the roar of a multitude. What does that sound like? I, I like to think of 80,000 fans in a football stadium, and they're all chanting the same thing, right? That's the voice of a multitude. That's something to think about, right? To me, I'm, like, I'm thinking about that kind of stuff. Whew. Not that apostles, pastors, teachers aren't important, but you know what I'm saying. Jesus said John the Baptist was the greatest prophet who ever lived, and he was more than a prophet. So that guy asked me, he said, so what's more than a prophet? I said, well, John the Baptist said of himself, I am the friend of the bridegroom. <laughs> so I'll take friend. I'm good with friend. I don't need, I don't need any other title the rest of my days. If I have a function, prophetically, cool. If I'm a teacher, cool, whatever. I don't care. Friend. <laughs> I love uh, John Wimber. Had pastor, he, John Wimber started the Vineyard Movement. He could go anywhere in the world and have 5,000 pastors attend his gatherings. Pastors, not just church folks. Go anywhere in the world, have 5,000 pastors, leaders show up to these. Had uh, churches planted all over the world. Had signs and wonders in, meetings, in his meetings, word of knowledge, powerful, all this stuff. Jack Deere went to him and said, John, so uh, people say you're an apostle. Are you an apostle? And uh, John Wimber said, well, Jack, uh, I'd hate to stand before the Lord someday and him look at me and say, so you're what I call an apostle? (laughs) And that just stuck with me. I was like, no, I don't need the titles. Don't need the titles. I need Christ within. The apostolic gospel was not you need an apostle. It was you need Jesus. Read 1 Corinthians 15. Paul said, my gospel is death, burial, resurrection, forgiveness of sins. And he did it with emphasis. He preached that with emphasis. Now I'm just rambling, so sorry. What does Christ within you want to do? Is there creativity And there that he's wanting to release that's never been seen on the earth. Is there songs? Is there lyrics? Are there poems? Is there business strategy? All of the creativity, the creator God who spoke planets into existence wants to create within you vision, eyes of faith, and wants to speak through you his words into the culture and watch God create things. And you could frame your world with your words. Hebrews 11 says that he crea- he, the worlds were framed by the word of God. Just think of, I just, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, in my heart, I'm like playing with this. What is possible with Jesus? What is possible with him within me? <laughs> what joy that should bring to our hearts. I don't ask a person if they're saved. I ask them, is Christ living in you? <laughs> Wake up every day. Present yourself to God as one alive from the dead. That's what happened when you got water baptized. You were buried with him and you were raised with him. <sighs> Mm. I just see the favor of God on this couple right here. I just see his favor on you. And I see the kindness of the Lord. Uh, I see the kindness of the Lord that's been shown you over the years. And he is well pleased. And, uh, that kindness is going to come forth out of you to others. It's the kindness of Christ. Whenever you feel that kindness rise up in you, release it. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Mm. Mr. Dow. I know we don't know each other, brother, but I heard this over you the other day. The unmoved mover. The unmoved mover—that's what Aristotle called God, the unmoved mover—and I—I uh, I heard that as clear as day. And Josiah confirmed it in something he shared with me today, just in passing. And I feel like there is an uh, there is something about God that you love—that He is unmovable, like unshakable. He is the mountain, and and He's put that characteristic in you that you are christ-like in that you're an unmoved mover like you're not easily moved you move things mountains move for you mountains move for you mountains move for you <laughs> i just love jesus man i don't care what it looks like i'm in love what's the matter doesn't matter what it looks like do you think the woman who broke the alabaster box cared what was going on in the room she didn't care what was going on in the room I'm going to be at his feet. Jesus said, none of you offered me a kiss when I came in the room, but when I came in here, she has not stopped kissing my feet. That's the difference between the prayer movement and the presence movement. Prayer movement has an agenda. And the presence movement says, I'm going to be over here kissing his feet. Just kissing his feet. One has unceasing prayer. One has unceasing kissing of his feet. I love both, prayer and presence. Movement. I'm part of both. But I'm, I'm leaning over here on this temple within stuff. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> oh, Lord, I thank you for miracles. Miracles, miracles, miracles. If you need a miracle in your body, let's just ask Jesus within. Just to, He's inside of you. Just, just ask him to reach over there and touch that place in your body right now. Lord, if you, need a, if you need a healing in your body, Christ within you, the healer, can release healing right now. Lord, just release healing all over this room. Whew. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You want a fresh infilling just right now. Fill me, Lord. Fill me. Just begin to engage with God. Oh, la ma da ba Hey Lord, I need to hear your voice. He's right there within. <sighs> the joy of your salvation is being restored. And I see over this house one of the graces of the many graces he's going to give you is to restore the joy of one's salvation. I see joy being restored. At Orange Beach, I see j- the joy of salvation in Jesus Christ being restored. <sighs> oh, man, I can see tears, faces scarred with tearing and excessive grief. And the Lord transforming them in the light of His goodness and joy lighting from their face.
5: <sighs> Ooh.
6: Ooh. <laughs> oh. Christ within me the hope of glory greater is he who is in you than he that is in this world you are my chosen dwelling place forever you are the temple of the living God Mm. The oil of joy for mourning, the oil of joy for mourning, the oil of joy for mourning. Who, oh, oh. who? What, Tammy? What was your daughter's name? Jaden. That's that testimony of what God did in her life. When you were saying that, I felt like that was not only obviously it was for her and for your family. Obviously, good Lord but it was su- that is such a powerful witness before God. I heard that for the body of Christ. You know how some of those things prophetically happen in your life that are for a word, it's a bigger word. And, and like when you said her body shut down, I was thinking of the body of Christ in the areas that has shut down and has died because of whatever reason. And, and the Lord is bringing resurrection life. But, and there's gonna be some that's gonna be like the 10 lepers. One's gonna return to be thankful. You know, where are the other nine? Why didn't they celebrate, you know? But I feel like celebration is going to be restored to his bride. Celebration is being restored to the bride of Christ in this region. We declare celebration. Yes, correction. Yes, yes, correction. But celebration too. Yes, fasting and yes, feasting. Yes, there's going to be celebration. The discipline of celebration. Celebration. The celebration of discipline, as Richard Foster calls it. It, It's a celebration. It's a celebration. Celebration in heaven over one sinner that repents. Celebrate. Every single bit of this is heading to a party before the throne of God. Going to a wedding. Every single one of you are invited. You're the guest of honor. You're the bride. Come on. This is your party. I want to taste that party now. I want a taste of that reality now. If y'all get anything, take the microphone. I could stay up here all day, but I know we need to go. But if you guys get anything, interrupt me, please. You're loved by God. You are dearly loved by God. You are dearly, dearly loved by Jesus.
0: I was walking with the Lord today, and I, I heard him say, it's time to break out the birthday cake. I'm like, it's not my birthday, Lord. He wasn't talking about me. I, and he said, I'm, I'm, it's the rebirth of a people. It's the rebirth of a city. It's time to break out the birthday cake. It's time to put the candles on the cake and blow them out again. What is that we used to say, Matt? It's it's time to begin to begin again. Who said that?
6: Lord, help me to begin to
0: begin. Lord, help me to begin to begin. begin. And I feel like that's it. I, I just that witness in my spirit of it's time to begin to begin again. Have the courage in our hearts to say yes to the Lord again. Like, man. I I just want to sign up again. Yeah. Yeah. Not because I didn't sign up already, but because sometimes you just need to sign up again. And I feel like this means so many different things f- for so many different people. And in fact, when, we, when the Lord said, call this thing permission to burn, I, I really didn't argue with the Lord or even think too much of it. And the only conversation I've really had about him with it, he said, don't worry about it because it's going to mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And I don't want, I actually feel like this holiness of the Lord over us not telling you what it has to mean for you. Because for some, it's God giving you permission to burn for him in some places. For some, it's God giving you permission to burn things up. And put them in the fire that need to go. Even the wood, hay, and stubble, man. That thing from the day. I just again, man. I, I, I felt like the Lord just said, "I don't, I, I don't want to come and burn those things. I want you to put them in the fire. Put your pain there. Put your past there. Put your disappointment there. Put your hope there. Put your future and your destiny there." And when you've emptied your pockets and you've put it all on the altar, you get up there with it. I'm telling you, man. (laughs)
5: Lord,
0: help us to begin to begin again. I literally see this picture of people standing at the foot of a mountain saying there's no way I'm going to make it up. And I am see the Lord saying, I'm going to go with you. You won't make it on your own, but if you'll go with me, we'll get there. There's an invitation to go up that place, to go up that mountain. Who can ascend the hill of the Lord? (laughs) But he who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted his soul up to an idol or sworn by anything false, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? No one is worthy, Lord, to walk the mountain with you. But it's your mercy, Lord, that you let us come. Father, I pray that you would raise up for yourself a people out of this place. Lord, who've made it their mission to ascend the hill. Because you're worthy, Lord. I remember the first day we got to Orange Beach and I was driving down the beach questioning whether we made the right move. And the Lord said to me, many men have tried to take this beach for themselves. But I've preserved this place for my people. This is my place and these are my people. Lord, would you come and smash every sandcastle, Lord, that men has built? (laughs) Lord, wash away the religious muck and the mess, Lord. Lord, raise up for yourself, Lord, a people, Lord, who love you, Lord, because you're worthy of love. Lord, raise up for Yourself a bride, Lord, who's made herself ready, Lord, for You as our bridegroom. Lord, I pray that You would restore the roar of the church, God, in this hour. Lord, that You would, God, give a groan, God, to Your people, Lord, for things of eternity and immortality. Lord, that you would wake up the wonder God in us again, Lord, and that you would give us an appetite, Lord, for eternal things. Lord, that you would forgive us, Lord, in Orange Beach, Lord, for making this about anything other than you, Lord. Jesus, we give you, Lord, the preeminence in this place. The preeminence over this city, Lord. The preeminence over the airwaves. Father, we declare in the name of Jesus that every principality and power over this city must bow to the name of Jesus. They must make way and give room to the word of the Lord and those who have been marked with your name. Father, I thank you that you have preserved this time and this season and this place for a people, Lord, who love you and are called according to your purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I even feel like the Lord's saying that there are people in here and you don't know what to say and you don't know what to do and the Lord says your tears will be your testimony in this season the miracle that I'm doing this weekend in you is that I'm awakening wells of wetness on the inside again I was meditating with the Lord today about the breaking an alabaster box and what the Lord showed me was people who have come and broken an alabaster box, but there was no nard inside the jar. There was no oil in there. The box, Lord, I've I've come and broken the box open. It wasn't just that she broke the box. It was about the value of the perfume and the oil that was in it. And the Lord is saying it's not enough to just come and smash yourself and give your life and do all this. It's about the oil of intimacy on the inside. It's about the love and affection that I have for you and you have for me. This is about extravagant acts of love. Extravagant measures of worship. And I, I really feel like that's like the, the altar call tonight is the Lord's inviting us to come and lay our alabaster box down at the feet of Jesus. There's, it's actually the kindness of the Lord that he's saying, hold on, I don't, I don't need you to smash the box. I want to fill it with oil. I want to, I want to fill you. I want to fill you. I want to fill you. I want to ask you, if you feel like you need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, you need the oil in your life again, I want to ask you to stand. You're saying, Lord, I I just feel dry on the inside. And dryness is a lie, by the way. It's just a feeling. But he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Father, I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, that you would fill. Lord, that you would fill. Lord, that you would pour yourself out and pour yourself in even as Matt said. That you would, I I literally can see this picture of a car that has run out of gas on the side of the road and has no way to go and nothing you can do is going to make that car start and I see Jesus literally walking up with a can of gas he's coming down the road I want you to picture this you've run out of gas on the side of the road you've got no fuel and no way to go and nowhere to go you've got no outs you're out in the middle of nowhere you feel abandoned you feel lost you thought you knew where you, you were going but you don't know how to get there And just when you thought all hope was lost, here comes the Son of Man, the Son of God, and He's walking. I can see Him in the distance. And He's walking, and He's not stopping the walk. He's coming, and He's got a gas can in His hand, and He's saying, I'm coming to refill and to refuel. I'm coming to pour oil in. Father, I thank You, Lord, that this is what You're doing. God, I pray, Lord, that You would fill you would fill, you would fill, you would fill, you would fill, you would feel. Ryan and Sherry home and I feel like the Lord is literally saying, it is time for you to do that thing which I sent you here to do. Congratulations, you've been successful in, on so many levels and in so many things. But I feel like the Lord is saying, none of it changes my heart for you. None of it changes the gift and the call that is without repentance. The, thing, the things that I have done in you. I feel like the Lord is reawakening a season of dreaming. And having vision with Him. And having real, intimate, deep relationship with Him. More than just the lingo and the language. Ryan, bro, the Lord is coming, man. And He is coming to relight that fire on the inside. The fire's never gone out. It's never not been there, but it's, you know, the Bible says that a man doesn't light a lamp and put it under a bowl, but it gives light to the whole house. And I feel like the Lord's saying that He's going to uncover the lamp in your life. Let your light shine before men that they might see your good deeds and praise your Father who is in heaven. Father, I thank you for my brother, Lord, and I thank you that you are unveiling yourself, God, within his life. Lord, that you're pouring oil and gas, God, into that place and causing the fire, Lord, to burn bright. Bro, the Lord is going to turn you into a, a, a inferno. It is fuego. Man, you are going to be a bonfire for the Lord in Baldwin County. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you've made this man to burn bright, to burn hot, to burn hard, to go and to be and to do and to be with you, Lord. I feel like even, Ryan, you would say, I only know one speed, man. And I just feel like the Lord says, that's okay because I made you that way. You don't have to turn it on or turn it off. You can just leave it on and you can be with me and I can be with you. God, I thank you that you are restoring all things. You are redeeming the time. And bro, this goes even farther back than you think. The Lord is reaching all the way back. All the way. The Lord says, I'm reaching all the way back to the places you think I forgot about. And he says, and from there, you will begin to begin again. The forgiveness is real. The redemption is real. The reinstatement is real. The Lord says, I literally see Ryan the gavel in the courtroom of heaven, and the Lord says, Not guilty. Reinstated today. Today you're reinstated. Today. The debt's been paid. The debt has been paid. You don't owe that anymore. Your name's been cleared, man. And I feel the jealousy of the Lord over it in such a way that anyone who would come to try to raise their voice against the testimony of the Lord in your life will have reason to fear and tremble before the Lord. The testimony of God in you is real and it's true. And what He's done in you and what He's about to do, no man is going to be able to question the goodness of God in your life.
2: Right, I feel like the Lord is going to baptize you in fresh tears. Like you're just going to weep in intercession and enjoy with the Lord. Like I think your countenance is already beginning to change. But I just see this softening and this tendering that comes with also with boldness. But God is going to put on the inside of you just this deep, deep groan of intercession again. And I see you weeping and weeping. I just feel like the sting of disappointment he is pulling it from those deep places just the sting of being visionless and I just hear the Lord saying I don't don't really know you but I feel like the Lord is saying you're a good friend you're a good friend and he's going to be a kind friend to you Lord I just prophesy that the season of loneliness is over And it's not that you haven't been surrounded by people. It's just this deep, gnawing loneliness that the Lord is going to rip out in Jesus' name. And you are going to know his people. And they are going to know and celebrate you in Jesus' name. The devil is a liar. He's picked you off and separated you from the pack. And the Lord's saying, no, no more. Thank you. most awkward things about tonight for me personally I think everything new is awkward right the most awkward part for me tonight was that we've been sitting in our living rooms for weeks and weeks and weeks sharing dinner and sadness and joy together And tonight it has felt so a little awkward for me because it seems so formal and so just different. But I want you to know that what God is doing here is family. He's putting the lonely in family. He's saving the lost, but he's also redeeming the saved. And we're, he's not just cutting covenant with us. He's also making us covenantal to one another. And obviously, if you have other churches that you attend, I think just what God is doing, it's, he's doing it all across the body. He is making family, living stones being fitly framed together do you know how the world is going to know us not because we have really great conferences not because we have a really great worship team not because we preach another good message but because we love one another that we lay down our lives to see the other person next to us walk in everything that the Lord has for for them. Like Matt was saying tonight, I want to see my sisters. I have two of my natural sisters moved here. I want to see them burning with Christ in them and whatever I got to do. I don't want to be a people who use the language but have no substance Lord make us a people that have substance when we use kingdom language and one of the things the Lord said to me and I don't know who this is for but I felt like the Lord was saying that there's a lot of Vashti's in the world right now where the Lord is calling for you but you've become so accustomed to the king's voice that you're like "Mm, no I don't think so and then he raised up an Esther come boldly before the king fight for a people pray for a people fall in love with a people I'm falling in love with Orange Beach and I'm going to push through every awkward situation. I'm going to push through every uncomfortable conversation. I'm going to go as low as I got to go. I got to, I'm going to repent as many times as I got to repent because I'm going to be in love with the people because the Lord is in love with the people.
0: Lord, we love you thank you for your love for us father i thank you for just what you're doing lord in this city god what you're doing in your people lord not only in this city lord and in these people lord but in those who come from other places and other cities father i just pray lord that your presence would increase as we continue to gather together father i pray that lifelong friends would be made Lord, that eternal relationships, God, would would be born. Lord, that the fruit of the kingdom, God, would just be multiplied and increased as we gather together. Lord, I just thank you for all the things that we know that you're doing and the things that we don't know that you're doing. I pray, Lord, that uh, you would just continue to have your way in us, Lord, every minute of every day. Give us grace. God, to walk the narrow way, to embrace the awkwardness, Lord, that we have felt in different times, in different places. God, just help us, Lord. I I, literally, I feel like sometimes doing this stuff, is like the awkwardness of the teenage phase, growing up, being an adolescent, your body's growing, you don't know what's happening. But I I don't know, man, I just know that we're committed to walk that way in this season And it's okay because not everybody's going to understand, but the Lord knows. So it's all good. We love you guys. Do you feel loved tonight? You are loved by the Lord tremendously. And we love you. And so good to see so many of you. Come join us tomorrow night. Bring a friend. Come hang out. If you can't make it, it's okay. But I believe that the Lord is just going to continue, man, to turn it up on us over the next couple of days. So love you guys.